Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. February 9th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your hump day edition of KRC. Remember to pop by at Thornton's on your way into work today or get some Thornton's for your kiddos. There's a Thornton's on basically every corner. Delicious breakfast, hot, fresh coffee. Get your day started and text on into the Thornton's text line. We'd love to hear from you today. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Best way to get in touch with the show. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, walking on sunshine after a Kentucky win and uh, a big old suck it to Auburn. Big old suck it to Auburn. Number one goes down. Wow, one of, the, one of those fans. Can't even focus on your own win. Have to go punch down to others. It's not punching down if they're number one. That's and Kentucky pun- moves up to a, a one seed on after pun- that loss. It's punching down. Now, I was waiting for Auburn to lose. And yeah, yeah. We, and that, that I wish like they the didn't look so darn good in losing. But, like, that was a game where they could have been blown out. There's a couple times it looked like maybe Arkansas in the first half was going to make this kind of – a comfortable win, but Auburn really fought, played well, and was able to get it to overtime. Oh, but. wow. So you watched the Auburn game? Wow. I can't believe – what a fan. Not even watching his own team. Got to watch another team. We have this thing called two TVs, Roush. Ever heard of it? You have two of them. I'm just teasing you. You have one, and then you have the other one. Yeah. I was very happy with the Kentucky win. Yeah, I think Cats, the, baby. the most surprising part of the Kentucky basketball game last night is that it was fun to watch. I mean, like, the officiating was just horrendous. Are UK games generally not fun to watch for you? I mean, we expected that to be. I, I at least expected it to be like an ugly 50 to 60. Like, like I, a muddied up normal I, South Carolina UK game? Right, okay, right, gotcha, yeah. Like, there gotcha. was a lot of... Good scoring. There was a lot of running in transition. For some reason, South Carolina decided, hey, let's run with Kentucky. And I think of Kentucky's first 23 points, 16 of them were in transition. Well, this was what I was screaming to do, and they eventually started doing it. But you know how Kentucky was surprisingly getting beaten on the offensive glass? Yeah. 
I was like, all right, the way you make them pay for it, just have outlets. Go. If, yeah. if they get the rebound and score, that's fine. They're doing it anyways. But if you get the rebound, have an easy two ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And they did that to UK's credit. They they were in transition. And that's what – if South Carolina wanted to crash the boards and try mm-hmm. to make Oscar's stat line not look as good, which they failed, uh, then fine. You were, they're going to make you pay in transition. I was surprised by that too, that the game actually – when the refs weren't interjecting themselves, had some tempo to it. Because yeah, you do not yeah. see South Carolina-UK games. <laughs> when you first were talking about the game was pleasant, I was like, oh, well, Kentucky's played a lot of pleasant games this year. You're talking about generally well, I, a game I, against Frank Martin, which you're spot on for. Right, right, yeah. right. Like, Usually Darius it's Thornwell like, shoots 35 free throws. Right, we're going to have a rock fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was not a rock fight. It was incredibly physical. Um, and I, I just I just love when they're like, let's, let's let them – Tackle each other in the paint, but then call uh, a, hand a hand check. check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just just drives me nuts. Um, but uh, you know, you've got to also we're overturning charges when we yeah. I, when I, did that the start rule, happening? The rule on that stuff is surprising, and we got no, never, no explanation either. No, I never because have his any foot idea. wasn't in the lane, and they said I, I guess that was the argument. As another ref said that his foot was, uh, and then of course like two possessions later, a dude. Tata's in the middle of the air and a guy slides under him. They're just like, oh yeah, it's a charge. Like, come on. But officiating aside, uh, uh, an enjoyable game to watch. Uh, fun to watch the Cats. I mean, credit to South Carolina. There was like three or four times where you thought Kentucky was going to put them mm-hmm. away, and they just wouldn't die. And they'd come back and My bank God. in a freaking three. I mean, what it, the hell is that? What was that? Bank, what was that bank <laughs> three? And the commentators called it out, but it was true. Like, South Carolina's bench was not happy with that shot, and it was one of those, no, 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 okay, whatever. All right, we'll move on well, from it. And I, and I think last night, uh, my, my big take, my, my two big takeaways were, A, we, we got kind of what I wanted to see yesterday from Oscar Sheboy and that he was able to respond to that physicality uh, with the big game. Uh, we got an announcer jinx on our side, TJ. Oh, Yeah. I was I was sitting there watching with Brooke and Carl Ravitch points out in the second half it's about probably around the first media timeout. Well, they've held Oscar Sheboy to only six points and three rebounds. They've really good, done a good job containing him. And I think within the next two minutes, he had six points and four boards uh-huh. and ends up having twelve points and twelve rebounds in that second half. Uh, and I think there's some folks who wish he would have had fourteen points and twelve rebounds, but he he turned down that dunk to. Oh yeah, cover. that was a br- brutal beat. Brutal beat. And the the weird thing about it was that he was going for the dunk, pulled off, and then went and did the dunk and was like half a second late for it to count. <laughs> that was the kind of weird thing about it was there was a lot of like, all right, I'm gonna go score. No, I don't want to be a bad sport. Just kidding, dunk. It was strange, Roush. I I don't think Oscar Sheboy's in the middle of. Uh, you know, throwing throwing games right, or, right. Or, or pushing spreads and whatnot. I guess maybe he thought it's I'm not a bad sport if I just finish this by after the horn. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, th- that's why I think there just needs to be like the slightest metric possible. And I know that margin of victory does matter, but I think it's capped. At, I think like a 10-point win. Double digits are all the same. Yeah, I think I think if yeah. like you win by 10 or 99, it goes in the computer the, the same. But there just needs to be like the slight, and it, it shouldn't be a big deal, but like the very slightest metric where every point in a margin of victory can help or benefit you. And especially in the age of gambling, where I think people are going to see that last night and just your first instinct is, hmm, 
Now, again, Oscar seems like the greatest human in the world, so you wouldn't he'd be the last person you'd worry about some doing that. But when it's such a all right, the spread's ten and a half or eleven, depending on where or when you got it. Mm-hmm. Hell, even if you got it at eleven and a half, that one dunk completely changes the landscape of things out in Vegas. If you just have it where it's like, hey, who cares about sportsmanship? Yeah, we're we're really, all over 18 years old. We're all adults. Everybody's been on the wrong side of a beatdown at some point in their basketball or sports career. They're never fun. They do happen, though. It's life. The good thing is it's actually just a sport. It's not real life. You go on and you move, you move on with your life. You learn from the beatdowns. But in order to help ease people's concerns, there needs to be a play to the final buzzer rule in college basketball where there's none of what happened last night. Now, I didn't. I just bet Kentucky money line with this other parlay and, and whatnot, and I thought Kentucky would cover. I think I said 12 or 13, and they won by 10. So I was right about pretty much everything yesterday, Roush, um, except for who would cover the game, which is a big one from a Vegas standpoint. And one other caveat. Okay. Because I was right that South Carolina would give up runs to Kentucky. They did. There were several of them. Um I love the fact that Kentucky had the game tied at 43-43 to and then just blitzed South Carolina after that. We'll talk about all the things I liked about the game. But first, let me tell everybody how right I was okay. about so many things. I'm so great. Well, I don't want you to awesome. have to hurt yourself I'm, by reaching over I'm, and pat yourself in the back. I'm good. You know, we got to get it out of the way early. Yeah. All this awesome stuff about me. One area where I was wrong. Your hair even looks good today. Thank you. you took a shower this morning. Uh, the one, what makes you say that? Because if you don't, your hair is just like uh, what, a troll dog. Maybe today was different. No. Maybe. <laughs> no, you and your, your daughter's the same way too. You're, she, she gets the you same. don't talk about my daughter. You hear me? You hear me? Um, all my family and close friends are like, "Yeah, Roush, you're right." <laughs> you, you can tell when TJ's taking a shower or not. It hurts. I did no conditioner. Uh, did do a little beard conditioner that the wife Ooh. got me though. Looks pretty good, huh? Yeah. I bet it smells good. Uh, Usually actually, that stuff like I've got one of those and it smells like. Uh, Rich mahogany. You I don't know, it's think it's got like one of those kind of good, but uh, thanks. Um, thanks. I'll take all the good hair days I can get. <laughs> there are only so many left <laughs> in these trying times. Where I was wrong was Severe Wheeler didn't make a shot. No, no. <laughs> and, and, and I'm telling you, too, there was part of the second half where I'm like, I, I almost tweeted out, like, well, TJ Jeek's severe because, like, man. yeah, now, uh, now allow me to do the pretzel twist back tap. Here on my own. I was right that he was going to be able to get where he needed to get on the court. Gosh, 11 yeah. assists. That was awesome. Some of his Ooh, passes. Oh, man. my gosh. The that, one he had to Grady in transition where he was just like, he weaved through oh, like Oh, that four. was sweet. God, that was awesome. And then he had the one where he kind of set up Grady as bait in transition, and the defense just like made one small step towards Grady, and Wheeler was smart enough to be like, okay, well, they're with him. That means I got to have somebody here next to me. And he just dumped it off to Brooks for an emphatic dunk. Mm-hmm. And this team has gotten a lot better in transition, mind you. Yes. They were not a good transition team in November or December. How many times did we see just whoever had the ball – unless it was Wheeler, but pretty much anybody else would just take it to the rim, don't even care to look around for other people, feel like Mintz and Washington missed a 1,000 layups in transition at the beginning of the year. They are so much better now. Their spacing is great. The chemistry is down. They've learned to play with one another. But I was wrong about Wheeler hitting a shot. His slump, and it is a bad slump, continues. However, credit to Wheeler – 
it's a beautiful thing almost that he has forced it. He hasn't hit a shot in like a month. It was the Kansas game. And he gets 23 straight misses maybe? That's, that's sad and almost pains me to say because I like Wheeler a lot. But he's almost made himself where you have to keep him on the floor, Roush, just because he's Kentucky's best facilitator. He finds guys open, and it's almost in a team that has so many different scoring options, it's almost not a bad thing sometimes to have Wheeler out there and be like, hey, you're not one of them, so you go find the folks that are. I still want him taking open shots. He had a couple bad misses yesterday. I, I'm still all right. If they're going to keep him just wide, wide open, go ahead and go for it. Roush, he was able to get to the line a little bit. Yeah, He's yeah, one of six. Kentucky's best free-throw shooters. I am sick of UK's good free-throw shooters missing free-throws. Like, Grady, you're a good shooter. Stop. Wheeler, you're a fine shooter. Stop missing free-throws. 19 missed, missed, uh, missed uh, shots. Uh, yeah. Washington, you're a good shooter. Stop missing free throws. I'm all right if some of the big guys miss them from time to time. Hell, that Lance happens. was fifty percent last night. I think he didn't want to. I two. think uh, right. statistically, Lance is fine. But yeah, I'm like all right if Lance misses them. Collins, he didn't get to the line yesterday. Uh, whatever. But I'm I'm sick of the good shooters missing them. Especially Brady being like a like a sub seventy percent free throw shooter makes no sense. At yeah, all. it's pretty infuriating. Because I like I, I some, tweeted something out uh, during the last game. I was like. Grady's missing free throws. It was like an and one opportunity, and they're like, "Yeah, he's actually really bad. It's like a seventy percent or something like that on the year, maybe even below it." Uh, doesn't make much sense. Uh, but to, to Wheeler's point, though, the I I, I want to say I'm not concerned long term, but there was one play that made me somewhat concerned that we that we might be dipping our toes into Ben Simmons territory. It's only been three games, but he went to the rim. And tried to pass up a two-footer. And it results in a turnover. It's like, dude, just shoot the layup. If you get your shot blocked, it goes out of bounds, you get the ball back. Yeah, too many turnovers last night for Kentucky. Uh, I do think the second half was better. And I know it was a 10-6 split, which... Not the end of the world. I just the thing that steamed me more in the first half was just how dumb some of the turnovers were. Where I felt like in the second half, it was more aggressive play... Just kind of bad luck in some instances. And some I, of those were like offensive fouls that were just terrible calls, oh you know. Gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, when that official, uh, we're jumping all over the place, but this mm-hmm. is Kentucky roll call. We just That's get what excited. We, do. we, we get, hop around. Exactly. Like it's like Peter a kid Cottontail. on Christmas morning after a UK basketball game around these parts. We we jump from toy to toy. We jump from topic to topic. The Caps win. They're setting themselves up where you've got what three road games left, Roush, at uh, Tennessee next Tuesday. At Arkansas at the end of this month, which that's going to be a tough game, tough yep. environment. And then tough. at Florida to close out the year where Kentucky is a better – if you go two and three in those games, which I think may be setting lofty expectations. If you get two and three in those road games, I don't think Kentucky's losing a home game. It surprised me. You're locking in a two-seed at least, I would think. So we did this game like a month ago, mm-hmm. and I believe it was ahead of the Tennessee game. I forget what scenario. I think we were just talking about straight Saturday games. We were like, okay, Tennessee, Kansas, Alabama. If you go two out of three here, you're looking pretty. Out of that last eight-game homestand, Auburn was involved in that too as well. Out of the last eight games, Kentucky 7-1, and and their only loss was at uh, Auburn. Five of those games were on the road. Like, they've been taking care of freaking business. You gotta appreciate how Kentucky taking care of business took some really cranked it up a notch in the month of January. They took the momentum from the Tennessee game. They they really haven't looked back. Um, so I 
man, you, you got to like where the Cats stand. Being able to survive in advance after a, a difficult road stretch there, playing five out of seven away from Rupp. And only three left on the season. I, I get on – I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we get labeled Calipari butt slappers, but I felt like we were actually relatively tough on him yesterday. I think he misplayed the sharp situation. It is what it is. He did say something yesterday, though, Roush, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I was – Looking for it. He did say something yesterday, though, that I thought really reson- oh. resonated with me. I know what it is, too. Give me a second. I'll, I'll find it. Because I, I know exactly what it is. It was from his radio show. <laughs> I don't know if you do know what it is. I think I, think I do, because it's something we say all the time. I'll be impressed. No, I don't think you do. But I'm, uh, I'll be impressed if you do. Uh, <laughs> when Cal said, we're playing basketball. If we hit a bunch of threes, we beat you by 30. Oh no! But that, I, <laughs> I, I didn't see that. But it is true. Yeah, like oh, if they hit threes, and that's like, another point I had written down. Is that like I, I I still feel like that wasn't a great Kentucky performance. The Alabama game wasn't a great Kentucky yeah, performance. Forty percent from three. Vanderbilt wasn't a great Kentucky performance. Kansas, that was this team really balling out. Mississippi State, not a great UK performance. You know, I feel like this team still is winning and winning comfortably. You know, Mississippi State went to overtime, but winning and winning comfortably, and they're not playing an A-graded game. I think there's been some Bs and B-pluses in there, but Kansas was an A, obviously. Tennessee at home was an A, obviously. North Carolina beatdown was an A as well. This game was weird in that there was was A moments, and then it went to C. It was so so polarizing. And yesterday was probably a little bit more sporadic than a normal Kentucky game. But there always will have stretches where it's A stretches, where you're like, well, that that four-minute clip, you're not beating this Kentucky team. They do need to work on being more consistent, but with us mentioning UK only has three road games remaining, Calipari said yesterday, what's going to happen is this is going to end too fast. I said to them last night, do you understand how fast this has gone? Next time we turn around, we'll be in Florida for the season finale. Next time we're going to be, and next time we're going to be starting a run for something special, we've got to enjoy it. And it really hit home with me. Man. Yeah. It's why we hate and love college basketball is this has been so much fun, Roush. Mm-hmm. It's been great for, I think, the collective fan base. I think 98% of folks are buying in, allowing themselves to get hurt again with this basketball season or with this basketball team. And there are some this feels special vibes throughout the bluegrass. I hate using the word vibes, but it fits in this situation. It it feels some might say the, it feels Cannon vibes. It feels similar to 2010. It has a 2012 feel to it. It's got a 2015 feel to it. It just it it's a likable group. You enjoy watching them play basketball, and you think that they have a, just as good as a chance as anyone to win it all. But while we love March Madness and it's exciting, and I cannot wait to not work that Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament and drink a thousand beers and watch a bunch of basketball, and it's going to be great. That is the truth of it, is only one team is going to win the national championship. 67 other that were invited to the NCAA tournament will end their seasons with losses. And it can all be over, Roush, just because an official is having a bad day on the court. It can be over because one of UK's most consistent players accidentally dribbles the ball off of his foot. It can all be over because UK's player with the highest field goal percentage misses a bunny and the game ends up having to go to overtime. It can all be over so quickly. 
and I'm not ready for that to happen. Luckily, we still have uh, several games for this team, but piggybacking off Calipari's take, folks, month and a half left, ideally, enjoy it. It's a fun group. You're not going to see Ty Ty in a UK jersey again. I think there's a decent chance you're not going to see Oscar, who's been one of the most fun UK players to watch. Decent chance you're not going to see him in a UK jersey again. I hope everybody can enjoy what this next month and month and a half is going to be because it's a fun team, Roush. They're winning a lot. They're not perfect, but they always play hard. I don't think there's been a game this season where you've had to worry about effort, energy, maybe earlier on, but certainly not anytime soon. It's So embrace it because it's, it's, it, is, it is screeching down the hill, and it will be April before we know it. I think you're uh... – you're kind of hearkening back to that 2017 team where it was such a fun, such a fun year. Everything was going great. Mm-hmm. You were like, all right, well, they're just going to storm their way to the national title. And then, I mean, it was, it was a fun ride all the way to the end throughout the year. You had those big dominant blowouts in North Carolina. or That wasn't a blowout, but huge performances. Um, Lake Monk went off in that Georgia game. That was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, they roll through the NCAA or SEC tournament. Arkansas is trying to talk smack to Monk during the game, and he just goes out and just bullies him into a win. So much fun! It was so much fun. Uh, De'Aaron Fox just dominating Lonzo Ball, and then just like that, it's over. So, um, I, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up today, TJ. Uh, because it's worth remembering. It's now is a good time. I mean, we're you know. Five weeks away, I think, or so from Selection Sunday. Yeah, I think, I think a month. It'll from be thirty. Sunday. It'll be thirty days soon enough. Yeah, I think it was thirty-four the other day. So it's um, we're we're, we're nearing the home stretch. But the good, I think, the good news is, is like you said, Kentucky's not playing its A game. They're they're learning how to respond to adversity. Uh, one of my other big takeaways was having Ty Ty Washington be the guy that helped UK respond to adversity when. Jacob Toppin went out with an ankle injury because, of course, we have another ankle injury. Kentucky was up 11. Uh, it's always a player playing really well, too. Ten points in six minutes, he goes down with an ankle injury. It was just stupid. It was when Kentucky needed it. When they were playing super sloppy, just the everything was a little jumbled, and then Toppin came in and scored, it seemed like, all ten almost consecutively. Yeah, it was eight eight consecutive. Well, so, that, like, it was crazy. And he rolls his ankle. From that point... Through halftime, South Carolina goes on a 15-4 run. The game's tied at 43 around the first media timeout. And Todd Ty Washington just like, okay, well, let me – I got this, guys. Don't worry. He gets a steal, breakaway in transition, dunks at home, uh, then gets fouled, hits a free throw. The next possession throws a lob to Keon Brooks. And then next time down the court, Kellen Grady hits a, gets a bucket, and it's a 7-0 run in a minute 40. I mean, it was just bam, 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 bam. And – that's coming from a guy who, for three straight games, had been just struggling to get back into his groove after you know rolling his ankle and suffering that injury. So to see him respond like that, to bounce back on the road, uh, coming from a freshman, well, just love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Justin, I'm going to ask you as well, Roush. Every Kentucky team in a non-shortened pandemic season has won 20 games. Pretty impressive. Do you think this team is in the top five in the Calipari era in reaching 20 wins? No question. Oh. No no question. question. No question. Wow. What number do you think they're the – you know, obviously the 15 team would be number one. It took them 20 games to reach 20 wins. Where do you think they rank based on that? Probably three. 
behind 15 and 12. No. Okay. Now, uh, maybe, maybe four behind, actually, like, nine and ten. It might be you, – you, when you talk about just – yeah, Justin, you actually yeah. – my it's a brain, good team. My and my brain goes to like because I, I think of postseason success, but they've only lost four games. Uh-huh. So twenty and four took and, them twenty four games. And two of the final four teams early on, they they lost a lot in the regular season. Fourteen lost road. a bunch. Eleven, 11 lost, lost a bunch. Um, I'll give you a little hint: eleven second to last. They, yeah. It took them as many games as the NIT thirteen team to reach twenty wins. For what it's worth. Yeah, that's which is crazy. It is crazy. I would think that they would be – you would have the wall team first, 2012, 2015. So they would either be fourth or fifth with a quickly – or there, there's three contenders. It's the 2020, 2017, and this one. But this, I'm going to say they're fifth on that list to reach the 20th win milestone. This team's better than 2017. <sighs> well, they could be better, but it also may not matter for what we're talking about here. In this instance, they are fifth. Yeah. The three teams that you all had mentioned, 15, they did it in 20 games. Yeah. Oh, so this 12. is a fact thing? I thought it was an opinion thing. No, that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> factually, how many games did it take them to win 20 games? Oh, gotcha. It was, it was stats-based. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was stats-based, but uh, I would have said fifth. It was uh, 15. Obviously, they started the year 20-0. You had a 20-1 and 12 season. You had a 20-1 2010 season, meaning just at one point they were 20-1, 20-1. Yeah. Uh, fourth. Hey, Reed Travis, 2019 team. They were 20 and 3 at one point. Really? Uh huh. So that's how hairy things got once PJ Washington and Reed got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah. That was, God. And Damn. then this team comes in at fifth, 24 wow, games. Uh, the 2020 team and the 2017 team, it took them 25 games. So they were 20 and 5. So they're just one after. Um, 16 and 14, they were 20 and 6. 13. And 11, they were 20 and 8. And then that 2018 team, God love them, uh, just beat freaking Bruce Weber. And you go to a Final Four. <laughs> they were 20 and 9 at one point. And yeah. they still got a four seed and won the SEC tournament, which is pretty impressive for them. But they were 20 and 9. So this team making history in the top five in terms of winning for Calipari at this rate of the season. And, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I've got a lot more to say. Uh, there was a ton of points mm-hmm. that I started on and didn't didn't get to finish. I was going to mention when I saw that official scolding Calipari two inches away from his mouth, I was like, it's going to be one of these nights. Going to be one of those nights. I still think Kentucky got a horrible whistle, but they, they were able to overcome it. It looked like an umpire. It did. Like, what are you doing? Get at, you should. Nobody should ever talk to somebody that closely unless it's somebody they're intimate well, with. Well, and especially coming off a game where they just didn't shake hands with the other team because of COVID situation. And now you got <laughs> Coach Cal right in this guy's face. No, it was the ref in Cal's face. This, uh, I think it was a little bit of both. I no, mean, they, the, bo- they both were kind of inching closer to each other. This instance, it was the ref came over to talk to Calipari and then just kept coming close. Closer and closer. And Cal Perry, based on his facial, and of course I could be wrong about this, but his facial reaction was like, wait, are this are you actually scolding me right now this early on in the game? And then and then Calipari started chirping back and got into it and was like, All right, well, if you're gonna yell at me, then I'll I'll get back and yell at you. Uh, way too close for people to be. Uh, pandemic, non-pandemic, friends. Even family shouldn't get that close to another person's face. You should only be that close to somebody's face if you're going to kiss it. It did seem like a somewhat normal, civilized conversation, though. 
Uh, then, then they started getting into it, though. That's when the camera started cutting away. That's because I thought it was too, and I was like, "Well, this is weird that they're talking so closely to one another, and it looks to be amicable." And then the ref started kind of going more into John sort of deal. But, uh, maybe, but that's that's subjective. Everybody's opinion on on that can carry some weight, just the same as mine. So let's go to a break. We'll come back. We've got a ton of texts into the Thornton's text line. You should keep them coming, 502-414-1450. Always love the early morning first segment, texters into the Thornton's text line. Nice to know people are awake, up with us, getting their Wednesday started the right way with some KRC and some Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Kentucky Roll Call, Walker and Roush. Run wild on you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Justin, need to remind you at the break, to i got to record the Salsaritas thing. Gotcha. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Okay. I had to pull up the email myself because I would forgotten about it. Mm. You should pull into Salsaritas today. I won't forget to go there for lunch today, i tell you that much, though. What's going to hit the spot today? Quesarito? Taco salad? I think I've been good. I'm going quesadilla. Nice. Just, I don't need any fluff. I don't need the vegetables. I don't need the lettuce. <laughs> Just give me the cheese. Give me the chicken. And give me delicious, wildly addictive chips with hot, spicy salsa, which I like to dip my yeah, yeah, quesadilla in. Yeah, yeah so and the good. best is the corner pieces that you can really get a good scoop oh, yeah. out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like it when they make they, – they do a good job making sure your quesadilla doesn't have flop to it. That's oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's a grill. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's well put together. Gosh. I went to another restaurant that isn't known for making good quesadillas. Got their quesadilla. Big mistake. And, like, you, you lifted it up, it just all fell apart. It's just so... It was a buffalo chicken quesadilla, so, like, the... The buffalo the sauce buffalo was just, sauce was just Yeah, it was just a total and complete mess. A nightmare. A disaster. That would you, never you happen at Salsaritas. Never in a hundred million years. Salsaritas is the best. They know what they're doing there, unlike mm-hmm. some of those other places. They do. The tortillas are strong enough to get all that delicious food into your mouth and in your belly. Clean, cool, common, collected. It's the Salsaritas. They got two locations. One in Middletown. They got a drive through there and in St. Matthews. So mm-hmm. stop by Salsaritas today. Use that app. Get your rewards points and... I mean, just watch the Salsaritas Bucks pile high. Justin. TJ. This has been Tuesday and Saturday. One of them's my own darn fault. Saturday, I had a six-leg parlay plus 789. Get five of them right. I'd put the emotional hedge money line on Alabama. Womp, womp, womp. Yep. Last night, a six-leg plus 1,064 parlay. Get up five of them right, the Indiana Hoosiers. 
What mm. the hell? I was really hoping we wouldn't get into this today. I, I'm pretty... And I definitely wouldn't have put them in the stupid parlay. If you knew about the players. If I knew that they yeah. had five players out. Justin, yeah. what the hell were these players I, doing? I, that's a great question. You know, and I saw it. So I had a crazy night on the bar last night. Didn't get to watch Whoa. Didn't get to watch any basketball. For, for Here we go. So our, our record bar numbers going into last night, 677 in sales. I did $1,040 last night in sales. <laughs> I smashed the record by almost four hundred dollars. So I didn't have whoa. Time. What I, the heck was going on on a it, Tuesday night at the Embassy Suites? It was insane. I I never seen anything. Were you like just like it. pouring shots at people's mouths? Shots, double double bourbons on the rocks. Like it was insane. But anyway, so I didn't yeah, get to watch. Awesome. But I didn't get to watch much basketball. What kind of Tuesday? But I so I saw like two minutes before the Indiana game that Xavier Johnson was out. Our our starting point guard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Why? I wonder why he would be out. And then the game started, and you've got Anthony Leal playing. And I'm like, wait, what the hell is going on? You know you're in big trouble if Anthony Leal's playing. So, I mean, Anthony Christian Leal, Lander's it, out. And, Rob Finnessy's injured. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, that was my first mindset. I was like, Xavier's out. Rob Finnessy's injured. Who in the hell is going to be our point guard? So, I was going to the, into the game with the assumption that Christian Lander was going to be our point guard because I didn't know about any of these other players. And then yep. I get on and I see that there's five freaking players out. Not just five players, five important pieces for Indiana. Ugh. Just and then they close. lose. So that hurt. Northwestern. Uh, looked like they were going to be all right for the first. You all are second half chokers. Well, here's the thing. Bunch of jokers. I, I don't care. Midnight tokers. I don't care if there's five important pieces out. I don't care if there's only seven scholarship players and one didn't play. I don't care if we had a walk on, fill some minutes. Indiana should not lose to Northwestern ever. Ever. A twelve, or excuse me, an eleven and ten Northwestern team. Not even like a good Northwestern mm-hmm. team, like the one that made the tournament a few years back. Well, and then you got so you got all these guys out, and you've got Miller Cop going home for the first time since he left Northwestern. And what's he do? You you expect a great game out of him? No, God doesn't do anything. It's like what the hell? I was so mad last oh, night. Oh man, that's that's a that's a bad loss too. Scoots. Horrible loss. Horrible. Loss. Are you are you starting to worry about your life? Yes. I mean, I was going to come in with the mindset today of it doesn't matter because I already got murdered at the bar last night. So it was kind of foreshadowing to what's going to happen. But Jesus, this team is in trouble. You remember that crying Northwestern fan from the NCAA tournament? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think he's up to now? How old do you think he is? So that was probably what, like 17, 18, give or take? Mm, I was going to say before then, but maybe 16 or 17. So he's probably like late high school. What if I told you that that guy was Nick Sandman? I don't know. The Covington Catholic kid? Oh, that'd be funny, yeah. It's not. No. No. Speaking of Covington, Colton from Covington is a real person. <laughs> I So I said Colton. I actually used that name. I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember what C see, name. See, I'm guessing he like – Big fan of alliteration. I'm, I'm guessing that you had received some tweets from him before and like there was some subliminal messaging there. Always a chance. I don't know how this brain works of mine. Could be, but I was I was just thinking of alliteration city names. Went to Covington. I was gonna do like Chase from Covington, but wanted to do a C. Yeah, he actually reached out to me via DM, and he was like, uh, "Am I missing the joke? I'm so confused." <laughs> so I responded, "I was like, I don't think there was a joke. I think TJ just made up a name, Col- Colton and Covington, and that's your name." That's impressive. <laughs> Crazy. You know what else is impressive, TJ? Did you see Damian Collins uh, last night up close? 
I did. I actually heard this on the pregame show. I was going to tweet yeah. it out, but you know, I was thinking to myself like, oh, that would be a good story to tweet out, but it's not my story, and I don't have stories like this because I don't get to watch the UK t- basketball team practice. So I ended up actually getting a little triggered by it all. Um, uh, but hilarious story all the yeah, same. Yeah, he was wearing a Band-Aid under his left eye. He looked like Nelly in like 2004 <laughs> when he would rock the Band-Aid on his cheek. Um, and that's because Collins injured his face uh, hitting his face on the rim at practice. Yeah, the audio from, I think it was uh, Goose Givens, yeah. yeah. The audio was pretty funny. He was like, yeah, they were in practice, and I was just kind of talking to them, and they were talking to each other, and I was watching, and Colin said he wanted to be able to hit his head on the rim going up for a dunk, and uh, I don't know if it was Mike Pratt or who it was, but he was like, running start? And he wanted to get a running start? And he was like, no, he just wanted to stand flat-footed and see if he could hit his face on, on the rim. And he did it, and it was pretty bad. Almost needed to get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> and then Toppin wanted to see if he could do it. And then that's like, then that's when the coaches came in and told right. him to stop. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. What are you all doing? <laughs> they were like, all the, he was like, all the players were having fun with it. But yeah, it 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 actually cut Collins the, when like, he did it. Kids are so stupid. <laughs> but but also like, imagine being like Scoots. Imagine just you're sitting around with your friends, and like normally you're like, but Jack and. Uh, throw a football over that mountain or you know like it's usually something very dumb like I bet I could throw a hit a beer bottle from here you know something they're like I bet I can hit my face on the rim (laughs) when I when I was in high school I had we were my dad was building something in the middle of our driveway we lived on a huge hill so we had these two dirt piles I told one of my buddies one time that I could take my bike and do a perfect backflip off Said oh, dirt hills. Yeah, of course. So you kids can. are so stupid. Of course, yeah. I landed right on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you tried it though. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought in my head. I thought I was like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> Could you even do like a backflip on like no. a trampoline or anything? I mean, yeah, on a trampoline. Yeah, not on a bike. I had never done one on a bike. Why I had that much confidence to think I could nail a backflip? I have no idea. Hey. It's wild that you'd never done it before. Never. Just like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Goodness gracious, that is absolutely wild. Uh, Somebody tweeted in to us and said, the IU kids caught a cold from a rustic frog visit, LOL. I did hear that they – I did hear a bunch of rumors about the IU kids. And, you know, this show, we never talk rumors or speculation, period. That's rule from day one. But I'd seen people say – I saw people saying that they should transfer to Louisville because it may have been a gentleman's club. Oh, okay. You hadn't, you hadn't heard I, that? I hadn't heard. No, the only thing I was able to gather last night was that they, it was not weed-related. Which Yeah, I heard that. Which why are, we which shouldn't I love be having just, weed-related incidents anyway. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a rumor, but I just saw Rab John say, I can confirm it's not weed-related because they wouldn't be able to dress. But as a buddy of mine pointed out, weed legal in Illinois – what if they went to the local pot shop up by Evanston sure. and it's legal? Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I have no idea what they did. I'll, I'm will i going to dig into it more today. And, of course, I've got the game recorded at home. Not, not sure if I'm going to watch that. Um, I probably wouldn't. Jesus. I mean, when, when I'm driving home and it's like 49 to 44 with like six minutes left, I was like, what the hell? Um, Can you answer a question for me too, Scoots? 
can draw. When did Assembly Hall become Simon Scourge? Uh, it was like four years, four years ago. Yeah, I think it was four years ago. Who's Simon Scourge? Like their big donor. Yeah, Joe Kraft. She, when we got like the renovation for Assembly Hall, I think it was like a $30 million renovation. She was like, I don't know, $16 million of that. Well, how do you how do you even say that? Simon Scott. Scott. It's mm-hmm. not how you spell Scott. No. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a K and a D and a J in there. <laughs> I think that's how you spell Scott. Okay. So. In other parts of the world, that's how you spell it. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, TJ, you had some some takes on the basketball game that you weren't able to get to because our b- minds are bouncing all over the place. I'm curious, now that you've had some time to breathe, and let your thoughts mature. Or wait, did they mature? No, they never do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not like a cheese or a fine wine or anything or, or, or a good bourbon. Now, there's a lot of wine around this place. Oh, so what we got to do to get Davey on mints some more minutes? How many did he have last night? Only 19. Hmm. Obviously, huge Grady fan. Can't believe he missed four three-pointers yesterday. I feel so disappointed each and every time he misses a three. Not directed at him, but you just feel let down. How many did he make? Two. Oh. Two of six. I saw one of his two threes. Wow. Hurt the old percentage yesterday. He's really good at the um, – They all look so good, and I'm just so accustomed to all of them going in that I just assume they're going in. So it's a personal disappointment because I feel stupid. I feel silly when he misses threes, Roush. I even, like, do the thing where I'll stand up and, like, turn around and stuff like – like, because they just – you know they're going in. I'm a huge Grady fan. Love watching him play. But I do – I don't think he should be playing double the minutes than Davion Mintz. Maybe if it's the NCAA tournament, and uh, you're basically saying let's give five Grady minutes, Gravy's minutes, Gravy. Grady. It's Gravy Baby is what you're trying to say. Grady's minutes to mints, and great and mints more than Grady, more than some of the other players was in foul trouble. Those fouls played a role in his minutes. I understand that. I just think he's got to be on the floor more. I think he's he's not a great defender, but he does do a lot of really nice things offensively. I'd like to see him get more more minutes than that. But he, again, I know foul troubles played played a role. He does offer a whole lot more than Kellen Grady. But if Kellen Grady's hitting threes, that's a guy you've got to have in the game. But if he's not, that's a take quite like last night or like last night. You've got to yeah, I agree. Mintz Mintz can drive to the hoop. He can splash from downtown as well. He hit one last night, did he not? He hit, he hit three. Oh, okay, three, yeah, I, I saw one of his as well. Look at me the, go. The uh, transition threes are the ones that I always think are going him in with him for minutes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he just he everybody's going fast. He slows his feet down and it just looks good. And he doesn't need nearly as many. He he. I don't think he needs as much space to shoot as really maybe anybody on the team. Uh, Washington probably in the same conversation. But Mintz could have a guy draped all over him. He could pull up and you could feel. Pretty darn good about it. Ta-da. He also doesn't have the the scouting report tag from the other team's defense like Grady does. I feel like Grady does draw a ton of attention and That's true. needs a little more help to get open. Whereas Minsk, I don't want to say gets left, but I think he's also a little bit better off the dribble uh, getting open. So that's a little nitpicky. Sure. Yeah. Any any nitpicky things for you? Uh, you know, Stevenson didn't miss a free throw, unfortunately. Damn, damn. Uh, did try to start a little bit of a fight with Brooks, and then had a terrible shooting. Ooh, night. ooh. Here was that was my other take. Miss, uh, missed more shots than anybody else on the floor. Keon Brooks. We always talked about like, man, you know, you just never know what you're gonna get 
from Keon Brooks. He's Mr. Inconsistent. Is he becoming Mr. Consistent? I don't know. I mean, it's weird to say. It's weird to think about. He's been in double figures in one, two, six, five straight games. 15 points last night, six and nine shooting, three or four free throws, nine boards, and five assists. If we go back to our staple of you just need combined good production out of the four position, well, between Toppin and Brooks in a combined 38 minutes, 25 points, 12 rebounds. Basically like having almost another Oscar Sheboy down there. If you combine that production, that's great. That's unbelievable. And the crazy thing is, is that like Brooks probably doesn't have the game that he has if Toppin doesn't get hurt because Toppin was playing so well that they're probably splitting a lot of minutes there. But Toppin goes down. It stinks. Everybody seemed to think he's going to be okay, but that doesn't necessarily mean much. I, we'll, we'll find out, and most likely we won't find out. But maybe we'll see him Saturday. Maybe we won't. Nice to know that Brooks is being a much more reliable piece, Roush, because I had that tweet. I don't know what game. It was like, I was just like, I wish he could be consistent in a big game. Doesn't even have to be great, but just hit open shots. He's still missing open shots here and there, but ultimately putting together good yeah, performances. Yeah. And I think a not, lot, not letting a few misses derail an entire game. I really think being aggressive on the glass is kind of fueling his. Yeah, I think it helps him get settled in. Uh, I think seeing him. I think him having other things that are working for him can get his mind off the shooting and the yeah. scoring. Well, Where if he's like, all right, if I'm not scoring, then I know I can go do some other things in some other areas. Man, and that's important. And he yeah. wasn't always doing that. And in, in, at times with him, too, it felt like it's like, all right, well, Keon, what do you do to score? But, man, he was doing – there was one post move he had last night where he, he gave him a quick uh, – like, I don't want to say jab, but he, he had his back to the basket – and leaned left, got the guy on his hip, and then turned over his right shoulder, finished with his left hand off the glass. It was a great post move. Um, there was no hesitation whatsoever. And you just you, you see the confidence with him. And may, maybe that was a lot of it, of his problems, TJ, is just the confidence. And I feel like we're getting that from Brooks, and he's, he's playing the best we've seen him play in a Kentucky uniform right now. Yeah, and it's no coincidence that Kentucky's winning. Playing well, and some folks have him up to another uh, to a number one seed. Roush yeah. Joey Brackett's had him as the fourth one seed. I think that's probably a little high, but hey, it is a wacky Wednesday though. So I like it. It's the time to do it. I do think they're very comfortably a two seed. Uh, our boy Mass Monday just seemed like three weeks ago had UK like a seven, but that's okay. That's improved. Hey, they have one more games. Yeah. You know, it t- you got to let the cake bake sometimes. But I think they're comfortably a two seed right now. And depending on what others you, do, you keep winning, you stay in the two conversation. Maybe a few more folks move you up to that one line. I still think they will lose a game at some point in this regular season. That may drop you down a seed line, but hopefully you win enough where two, I really think seeds one, two, and three are pretty similar and then four through really nine I don't think are drastically different I think there's a huge cutoff between seeds three and four and I just think having a second round game against a six versus a second round game against a five is where I draw the line I think that's the huge significant difference 
in seeding. I just think you have a lot of good five seeds that maybe had a rough patch or they're playing or they had a rough patch at the start of the year and they're playing really, really hot. I know you could say that maybe about some six seeds as well, but I, that's where I think the cutoff is. So hopefully Kentucky can at least be at a minimum a three seed, but they do the geographical preferences, Roush, generally at the two seed and above. So if you can be a two seed where I think they're at right now, you're probably going to get to play in Indy. And then good chance you could have Chicago if you wanted it. The only issue with Chicago is you're probably going to have Purdue there. It'll probably be that will pro- Chicago will probably be the loaded region if they try to keep geographical preferences in mind. But I still think Kentucky could get a ton of fans in Chicago for a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight game. So that's on the line. Yep. Got to keep that two seed, I think, to have those things be catered to you. There's always a chance you fall into it at, at a worse seed. But I think if you're one or two, you're going to get Indy for the first and second round. You know that would be filled with blues. So you wouldn't have to worry, hopefully, about a, an upset there. And then give yourself an easier road. A few things that are in play as well uh, with that Auburn loss is that you have a chance to win the SEC regular season. So if any of y'all got crazy with those futures out there, that's that's in play. Uh, but also sending them somewhere difficult um, in that scenario that Joey Brackets just threw out there last night. If Auburn drops down and is playing in Texas, in San Antonio in that regional, and they've got to deal with Baylor and Texas, like eh, or maybe even Texas Tech, like that gets a little hairy. Houston, yeah. I mean, that that could get real hairy for them. So, uh, love to see it. Love the way that Arkansas ended the game, too. They did not do the Oscar Sheboy sportsmanship. Instead, the Auburn dude throws a lob to himself. Arkansas, dude. Arkansas, excuse me. In just one of the nastiest dunks, as the buzzer is sounding and is hanging on the rim, turns around and just really just groin right to the face of an Auburn guy. And for a second, I thought the I thought the Auburn dude was was he going to try to like fight yeah him or something? The, the whole thing was a bad look for the Auburn guy. Oh, it was Chases, so emasculated in, in a meaningless final possession. Chases down an Arkansas player because you just want to send a message that you're not giving up. Gets dunked on, maybe gets some German roasted nuts to the face, and then tries to run to maybe meet up with the player. But the crowd storming was so <laughs> prolific and quick that he couldn't even catch him if he tried. And then you start to worry, like, oh, that guy's just going to get swallowed up by the crowd. Yeah, like, let's yeah. hope nobody throws anything. The security crew at Arkansas did just as poorly as a job as they possibly could. Their plan, and you've seen it before if you've watched enough college basketball or field stormings, was, all right, we're going to let him storm, we're going to let him go crazy, but we're going to make a human path to let the opposing team get out of here. And they even also have a literal rope as right. well. They 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 failed. They they were they did such well, a bad they job also with getting that set the up. lights off. They did the like I love the lights off. That the, made that whole thing even funnier. It made it look cool, but it also is like if you're trying to jump onto the court and like run down the bleachers and you can't see, like I, I don't know. That, you that, are asking just for a stupid drunk college kid to be like lights are off, sucker punch. Lights are off, hit you in the groin. You're asking for more drama by doing that. And court stormings, are they safe? Blah blah blah. Who cares, old man? The kid, college <laughs> kids are going to do what they want to do. So, and that that arena was what um, I know we well documented uh, my uh, my appreciation of the Arkansas basketball fan the last <laughs> time I went down there. But Bud Bud Walton's 
great. They're not just like, oh yeah, it's a rowdy like this place. isn't just like the Auburn fans like, oh we're good, so we're gonna show up and we're gonna brag about how much the ticket prices are to our games. Auburn like, fans are goobers. They're, they're not like Arkansas fans aren't idiots. They've been here before. They know how this works. And I think last night was a record crowd for them. So shout out to Arkansas. That was a, it was a big win. That was good for. Um, they're in the NCAA tournament. Love, did you see the picture of Musselman? Yes. With his, his shirt, shirt. His shirt was off. His, and he had his sling on still on his shoulder. <laughs> he is very mad at Auburn players for dancing on the floor in the pregame. I didn't see the dancing, so I need to see that myself. But he was fired up about that. Uh, the must bus seems to be having a good time, and that's good. SEC basketball feels alive. It's good. Good thing for Kentucky as well. And Kentucky will have to travel to that arena on a Saturday, so you can imagine how crazy. And if Kentucky keeps winning, what's UK's rank going to be at that point? Number two, number three in the country? Uh, Very well could be. So that will be even probably just as rowdy, if not rowdier, in atmosphere when UK travels there. February 26th, but plenty of games between then and now for uh, for the Cats. Let's add to – yeah, let's go to our hour break. We'll come back, hour two. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. A lot of good texts about the game last night, so we can rehash some of those things and keep them coming. 502 414 1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. KRC goes 7 and 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. You can listen on the FM dial 96.1 in the Louisville surrounding area and on the AM 1450. We stream on the TuneIn radio app and we also have a big exports radio website that is pretty solid. And you can get the podcast anywhere, anytime. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call and we would uh, love ratings and reviews and all that good stuff. Justin, were you talking to somebody? Think just himself. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm trying to see if the make sure the streaming's good. Oh, okay. I have to talk to myself a little bit to do that. Don't worry Better about be it. Good. It's all good. Seems good. Or else it's your ass, buddy. Yep, it'll be your butt. I mean, just get me out of here. I'm ready for a nap, anyways. Oh, I'm so tired. I had to make money last night. <laughs> no, I, set I also a, love set a when you set talk a bar, about bar record. I love when you're like, yeah, I got slammed last night. Like the one thing about getting slammed when you're in the service industry is your paycheck is directly affected by it in a positive way. Not mine though. Yeah, it is. They're no. tipping you more if yeah, you I mean, make more money. Yeah, I mean, but I'm getting the stand. I'm getting the same paycheck. We're going. Well, I mean, I'll get I'll get a little more due to tips, but I mean, I'm still making my hourly wage. Yeah. So tips aren't important for me. What? That's the dumbest. What do you mean tips aren't important for you? Like that's how bartenders make their money. Yeah, but most bartenders are making two dollars and thirty cents an hour. I am making well over that. Right, but my point is though, is you're still going to be making more tips if you're getting slammed, correct? Like you probably yeah, no, made. I mean, and I don't, you probably made like what three times what you normally made in tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Like you're acting like it's not. 
Well, here's my thing. So, like, of course, you're not making a thousand dollars because it's the hotel's booze. Correct. But you're going to make significantly more if there's more people buying booze than yeah. if nobody's up there. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter to me at all. Like, as, as long as, so a normal this is weird. You're you're working a, a basically a tip based job, but you're saying actually it's not really that. But it's not, yeah, I just don't view it as a tip. Any tips I get, I consider as a bonus. So you just go, you just putting it on gambling money. And not deodorant money, though. Correct. Just gambling money. <laughs> gambling and beers. That goes straight back <laughs> to Thornton's. It. You're going That's to Thornton's it. after work. Absolutely. Picking up a six-pack yep. of, uh, what was it? Are you getting in the dark stuff right now? Um, I've been on a Bud Light Platinum kick the last couple Bud of days. Bud Light Platinum? Yeah. The numbs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> go, God. Go, those going back, dangerous. Going take, back to the roots. Take me back to college. <laughs> yep. God, that was a... Uh, I still remember like the first time you're like, we're going to drink, we're going to try Platinum's tonight. And you just get a six pack and everybody's blacked out and can't go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, you would drink like three and you're done. Oh, gosh. Man, <laughs> I remember having to carry the girl I was dating home at like 10 o'clock because she just, Platinum's got to her, man. The numbs. <laughs> they, they'll do that. <laughs> Did you see John Calipari and Mitch Barnhart are going to testify in Frankfurt? Yeah. To talk about nil. Wait, Mitch's? Yeah. Mitch, oh, Mitch is supposedly going to. What is, could go wrong? Yeah, which is pretty funny. Somebody that was pretty anti-nil. It's pretty. It's it's out there though that like he had nothing to do with that executive order, right? It's been out there. Yeah, I, I think that. But every, now he wants to make it happen. Weird. Hey, but you know what? Glad he's changed his mind. Good to see him change his too. Yeah, he'll go to the Kentucky Senate committee tomorrow. Or today. Yes, correct. Yeah. It is today. I wonder what they're going to testify. Nil is good. Let's keep doing this. I don't know how those things work anyway. Like you're going to, I guess you're just sharing. You're just trying to, uh, as they would say, whip whip the legislators into action. Just showing how important you think it is just by being there, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but like. Do their names get put on anything? So here's the thing. We know that financial incentives don't like like what motivates legislators into action is can is kentucky basketball the only thing that would get them to do anything <laughs> because you can't for some reason sports gambling can't like I, that doesn't move the needle i was gonna say that hopefully when i when i knew calipari was going like hey cal throw in you know marijuana some gambling, gambling yeah. and like throw that while you're there. Just bring that stuff just up. All just, of see, it. just see what yeah. happens. But now that Mitch is going, maybe Mitch is going because he he What's wants the, he wants Calipari to stay on topic. Like we if Stoops is going, we don't need can't any, have you yeah, know. We don't need any more vices in this state. I'm already getting hounded on this unbelievable request to serve alcohol to the non-rich folks at the games. We don't need people. What we sports gambling? That's the devil. Get it out of here. I would like to see – I wonder it, – it would have been fun if, if Stoops did come along for the ride, though. Because then you have uh, – I mean, well, you know, if you're going to have Barnhart, if you're, why wouldn't he go along for the ride? Maybe he's rec- – I, I don't know. He can't be out recruiting right now. Could this vac- this is probably vacation time for Stoops now that I think about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- that way, you, you know, you, you don't have any sort of like, oh, liberal cow – over here trying to like you, you got both sides of the aisle, but I guess Mitch will will check that other box for um this this hearing today. So hopefully they whip him into shape. 
We get some good nil walls. Kentucky is does not fall behind the rest of college athletics um, because that's important right now. That's important right now. Um, but I brought up Stoops. I also wanted to mention uh, Bill Connolly. He dropped his SP Plus Top 25. Actually, his SP Plus rankings uh, of the preseason today. If you, as uh, Freddie Maggard would say, South of Jellicoe, this is all they're talking about today. Uh, top 25 rankings. Computer-based rankings, not just a way too early top 25. Um, we have all 130 teams ranked, and Kentucky is number 21. In the preseason top 25 of the SP Plus for just the second time, uh, I think, ever, um, as far as I know. I, but I'm, I'm almost certain that's the case. They were ranked in the top 25 ahead of the 2020 season, coming off the big Lynn Bowden year. Uh, pandemic happens, you only play SEC games, so that got a little bit wonky. Uh, but Cats, number 21, pretty significant, pretty significant. I really like the SP Plus rankings, too, because you have uh, you had somebody put South Carolina in the top 25 hmm. uh, of their way-too-early rankings. And SP Plus, they adjust for history. They adjust for uh, – like it's, it's a much more uh, long game. And South Carolina is 49th in here instead of 25th, like some idiots have them. So uh, glad to see it. Uh, the the – they're a forward-thinking metric, and last year the pandemic really messed up their. They like they were really bad against the spread the first month or so. Once they got a little bit more data, it figured it out. But um, as soon as we get off the air, I'm going to do the math to do the projected spreads for each game. Um, I'm curious, like Tennessee's ninth. That's the I guess the only big surprise, but. They do return most of their guys last year. They they overperformed. Um, so. Uh, A&M sixth, Bama third, Georgia second. So you've got two top ten teams uh, on your schedule so far, and I don't think yeah, Ole Miss. They're not Mississippi State twelfth. Will Rogers coming back? Are their receivers coming back? Mm-hmm. So schedule going to be pretty tough this year. Ole Miss twenty two, right behind Kentucky. So I'm 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 interested once I'm able to do the math on some of this stuff. Uh, what some of those projected spreads will be. They figured out who's going to be the quarterback at Ole Miss? Yeah, they got um, Jackson Dart from USC. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they, they finally did get a quarterback to come in. Uh, here's another one that might surprise you. Uh, Louisville, 29. So oh, did uh, Scott Satterfield give Bill Connolly a bottle of I, bourbon? I, I, can't, I can't take these rankings seriously. It's, it's the quarterback factor, though. Lake Cunningham. They've got 77 freshmen, or whatever Satterfield says. A lot of it's based on returning production, and Louisville, they didn't really lose anybody. Jordan Watkins. A lot of other transfers. That's true. But like from a guys who put up stats, they didn't lose a ton of people. Lake Cunningham did put up all of their stats. Rushing, rece- I mean, hell, a- even receiving. Aiden Robbins. He, he's out of there. Where'd he end up going? Do you know? No, he fish- I think he visited FAU. I saw where the. But I don't think he's got it. The other time. kid from uh, Manuel, Jawan Northington, he's at Murray State. Didn't really have the senior season. I think they they wanted to see from him. No, it's, so. oh, it's a bummer. Trevion Longmire, EKU. So guys, we thought might be a little big time recruits, eh, slowing down a little bit. But hopefully, they have success at their new stops. Let's get to the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. If we get any update, if Stoops ends up going to that nil, maybe him and. Calipari could do a little Donnie and Marie. I'm a little bit country. (laughs) 
But then I could see Stoops being a karaoke guy. Oh, big time for sure. But it's all he's he's should have been a cowboy though all the way. And he's or probably I ain't as have, good as I once was. He's he, probably got to have a, several drinks too. Oh, of course. And I bet he's one of the karaoke guys that doesn't really sing. He just thinks you yell. Like you know, there's there there's those people that get drunk and they're just no. they forget that just because they have a microphone, they don't the microphone will be loud for them. Well, no, what he what Stoops, I can I can almost picture his composure up there because he'd be kind of like he would have a very casual lean to him, you know, like you see him do his uh his coffee shake where he kind of shakes it a little to stir it up. He would he would have that with more drink in the other hand and then kind of uh. It would be a slow Toby Keith song that he wouldn't sing all of the words to, you know? He would sing the chorus, but, like, like he would get really loud for the chorus. And then, like, some of the verses, you know, he just kind of mutter along. Uh-huh. Like, and then point to the crowd, like, oh, come on. Get out of here, Johnny. What the hell? Ah, <laughs> uh, shut up, Vince. You know, like, uh, yeah. Vince, uh, Stoops would be a great time at karaoke. Let's see if we can make it happen. KRC karaoke with the UK football staff. Kentucky roll karaoke. I love it. It's a million dollar idea. Uh, for no. what it's worth, a texter says on the Thornton's text line. I like the long intro. When Rush yells at himself about getting together because it's game day. I love to know what TJ was trying to say stumbling over his words. I get a kick out of it every time. What's well, cackling. I'm laughing and also had something that I was probably going to say and just most likely abandon I, ship. I, I too text or think of that every single morning when I hear that. What I was, think it what, ruins the clip. No, I think it makes the clip because then it makes everybody wonder, what was TJ going to say? We'll never know. Never know. It's lost the time. <laughs> Duke is second nationally in defensive free throw rate. Incredibly impressive. <laughs> but they work really hard for that. It's like... Um... There was a time this, when the Patriots were on their win streak. They had the second-best field goal defense. Oh. <laughs> Just kickers were missing field goals. It's like, great job, Patriots defense, on that field goal defense. Special teams discussion still a sore subject for me. Joe Luck- Judge back to the Patriots. Luckily, Green Bay did get uh, a new special teams coordinator. Should have happened after week four. but Ooh, uh, also some other coaching movements. Um uh, I thought when you were talking about Gaddis going from Michigan to Miami, you were talking about the Dolphins. No, the Miami Hurricanes, so that's different. Um, Michigan did take Vandy's defensive coordinator, who was previously at the mm, NFL. It's all um, that. Works for uh, – and Clark Lee's a defensive guy, so uh, they ended up promoting somebody from within. The funniest coaching hire ever, though, is just hiring Lovey Smith to go to the Texans when he was 17 and 38 or whatever in yeah. Illinois. Yeah, you're not a big fan of the, the rehashes, the retreads. He's so bad. I mean, he's been bad. Okay, so he he did well with the Bucks, went to the Super Bowl with the Bears, was out for a while. I mean, why didn't they just keep the last guy? The last guy had him playing well, and you're going to go get Lovey Smith? Oh. Certainly seemed like a bad hire. Gosh. I I had misread a tweet this morning and thought that Auburn had fired Brian Harson, but uh, instead it was just a media blitz from whoever owns the Courier Journal that they had like a million different accounts say if Brian Harson is fired they should hire Deion Sanders and like every one of those type of papers. Oh, it was like a Gannett yeah. thing. Yeah, they, they all did it at the same time. <laughs> Clearly, just a robot doing that tweeting for them. They're not going to hire Deion Sanders. No. It's like the opposite of what Auburn. Auburn has to have like some good old boy. 
I was uh, listening to Cole Kublik talk about the Auburn situation. He was like, basically, think of Auburn as everybody operating on a bunch of islands and there's no highways between it, from the coaches, boosters, athletic administration. So we're, we've made it. Harson's made it to Wednesday, though. If he can get through this week, he's probably going to keep his job. Is that the deadline? My thought was Thursday. I don't know why, but I guess because the other stuff came out. So you give it a week, and if he can weather the storm for a week. Mm. So, yeah, Derek Mason, his contract details went on. He was previously at Auburn. He took a $400,000 bath to go to Oklahoma State. Ooh. Yeah. Went from 1.5 to 1.1. People, not just don't get the hell away from there. <laughs> Texter says, Justin's occasional old, old white man takes are so funny. Who cares about a ring? I don't remember anything about that. Yeah, we were just like saying like, oh, so like you would get mad if a player who didn't play and oh, just okay. sat the bench oh, got a yeah. ring. Yeah. Yeah, so if Sharp got a ring, he, he no he, if the UK wins the championship, no ring for Sharp, right? No, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. But what if he made players better in practice? Yeah, and that's going to be the main argument against me. What do you have to say for it? I mean, good for you, but you didn't play in the games. You didn't you didn't Contribute to any W's in the wind column. So, walk-ons, no rings for you? No. <laughs> nope. No assistant play. coaches, no nope. rings. No play, no ring. Head coach, no ring. Oh, head coach gets a ring. But assistant, assistant coaches, no. uh, it's, that's a little gray area for me. I'd have to think about that a little more. Play-by-play commentators. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I, I want a ring. I do wonder, though, where the um... – like the official line is drawn because we know like managers, of course, like all, all the people that are on the sideline during the game. But I'm pretty sure the play-by-play guy, the broadcasters, get rings. So like where, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if they do that for middle-tier soccer teams, but I I do think for like college basketball, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do think you're right about that. NFL, sure. I bet even some high schools would maybe make it an option for some folks. But yeah, I do think that. Uh, for big sports, I don't think there really is a line. I think it's like if you've got money or you're associated with the program. Like Joe Craft is getting one way or another. You're either going to be offered a ring or you're going to be offered to buy a ring. Like you'll have the the option to do it. It's true. They don't care. You know? do, does like does Susan Lax get a bull ring? I bet if she you know? wanted a bull ring, she could get one each and every year. Okay. You know, and I bet that hers would probably be like paid so. For like it. media relations, they probably okay, mm-hmm. yeah. But that would be my guess, but that that's a conversation you should I bet you could ask good old Slacks. Yeah. Say like you get a ring every all these ball games? I bet she'd be like, I could get one, but I don't. Yeah. Probably not her style. That is the thing, is just like when do you when It'd be do you, a cool when do you like, wear collection one? deal. Oh, totally agree with that. Yeah. Something that you'd have for your whole life and probably think about. Have fond memories every time you looked at it. I did want to I did I remember I wanted to spend no, no. Okay, never mind. We'll just move past it. Move past it. I thought there was a text from yesterday I wanted to read, but maybe that was from Monday. Anyways, Texter says, TJ, you said you were going to make a point about the roles and positionality on this year's team. Did I say that? Because I don't remember what my take was. I think it would have been positionality. You definitely would strike me as somebody that would say that word. I'm trying to think if I've got a take. If not, i just got to make one up quick. <laughs> No, I, I I don't I don't have one. Um, I don't know what I, I what I was planning on saying. I think it's you got a nice blend backcourt players, 
they're all somewhat interchangeable. And you got front court players, with the exception of Oscar, they're all pretty much somewhat interchangeable. They try to put Collins out there, see if he could get anything going. Only four minutes, but I don't know. He, I, made, I, a, he I, made a nice move to the basket and didn't finish. He got bumped, and I think that was the clear sign that it's like, well, if they're not calling these fouls, then that's a good point. This is not going to work for him. Yeah, because he 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 took a hard bump. Um, would have sent him the line if they were calling it like they did at Alabama, but that Cal, wasn't the case. Cal night. took a tiny shot at the refs at halftime. He said that. Uh, Basically, you know, always will try to spin it back to his own team, but said that they've got to play. We've got to learn to play through bumps. They are bumping, and it's a foul on us. We bump, no foul on them, so we just got to learn to play through it. And probably didn't make for a great game for a Damian Collins. But something, you know, I guess the game was never really completely put away, although it wasn't really ever in jeopardy, with the exception of when South Carolina tied it up there at the beginning of the second half. But sometimes I do wonder about the rotations, who they play, who they don't play. But the score was close enough to give Cal the benefit of the doubt yesterday. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Kirby. Kirby. Hey, oh, Kirby. Hey, hey, Kirby. LOL Roush pregame in college. Sounds like a scene from Almost Famous. I bet that frat was lit. I was thinking back to it yesterday. So 10 years ago, I was actually living in that old frat house. And for this part of the year, we had the the bedrooms were only made for two, mm-hmm. but a couple of the younger guys we were buddies with basically just lived on our couch in our room. Oh, geez, so horrible. I mean, we basically had like four people living in the room at any given point, getting ready for a night out on the town. That was a was a big fuss, big to do, a lot of fun. Especially because you have people going room to room, and you got guys, you know, at their, you know, half dress. There's people throwing uh, some of their uh, Justin Kalen cologne on, some aftershave. Mm, that's right. Pounding beers, man. I didn't know I was in your frat. Well, cologne like Justin Kalen. Oh, I, we did have just, a guy who was short, me. like you, in the room next to us, little <laughs> Nicky. What's he up to nowadays? Uh, he's a Rams fan, so he's very happy right now. A but Rams do, fan. but doesn't want. Yeah, he was a St. Louis Rams fan. Okay. I, don't, I don't really know why, but he's not from there. But he's a Rams fan, and he does not want the Rams to take Liam Cohen, though. So he is firmly That's that good. Camp. He, cats over Rams. That's you know, good. I haven't always been the biggest fan of being short, but at least I don't have Little in front of my name. <laughs> like, people don't call me Little Justin. That no, would you're, be – You're just scoots. Little <laughs> – I'm good with that. Oh, I think back to the Muppets little scooter. We need to get you a hat with a little <laughs> dirty wig, you know, the little I, I need to on get, the top. I need to get back on one of those, redeem myself. You do. But you got to be hammered. Show it who's Trevor boss. Trevor tries it. You scooter, gotta, yeah. scooter scoots it. Yeah. We believe in you. <laughs> Hopefully we'll do some, you know, we always say we're going to try to do stuff and it never and ends up it never it. ends up yeah. ends up happening. It's been but like two months. <laughs> we would want to do like a instantly tournament watch thing, maybe. And maybe you could ride a scooter in front of all the KRC fans then. There we go. Do some cool little tricks. Pop a wheelie. It'd be great. Yeah, go <laughs> do the backflip. <laughs> <laughs> a train track over there, it's a little It's a little hill. You can go up that. Oh, man. Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. we got a ton more texts to get to. We haven't even gotten into the game text from last night. Keep them coming into the show. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment here on your Wednesday. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Texting into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We got more text to get to. Any quick uh, little one-hitters you want to get to, Roush? No, didn't bring a one-hitter in today. Sorry. (laughs) Grow up, buddy. You got a lot of growing up to do. (laughs) Justin, any bets you like tonight? I haven't even looked at the board. I've been trying to stay away midweek because I'm going to be doing some investing on Sunday for the Super Bowl. Love to. Last year, I ended up breaking about even with some with some props. Did not pick the right winner. Don't don't know what I'm going to do yet for the game. Unlike you all, I can sit all day and make my bets whenever I want. I don't have to do them in the morning because I can do sick it in my brag, state, buddy. Pretty sick, cool. Sick brag. <laughs> But you do get a lot of good lines if you look at this early in the morning. Or they go the wrong way and you get That's bad true. lines or a team will suspend five players <sighs> for going to a gentleman's club and you lose out, out a six-leg parlay for the second I, time. I in think I'm just going to roll with that gentleman's club. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But my question is, how did Tamar Bates get in? He's a freshman. You can be 18, 18 to get oh. into a lot of places. You can't in strip clubs? Yeah. I mean, it depends on which kind. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some that are 21, but uh, plenty that are 18. Apparently, there's one in West Virginia where if you are not 21, they make you wear like a neon yellow shirt when you go in. <laughs> I, I forget what, if it's in Charleston or Morgantown, because I think uh, I had some friends in Ashland that, that was like, Go there and you you get your yellow neon shirt and it was very much like a scarlet letter situation at the strip <laughs> club. Sounds really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to you got to be at the strip club, so gentlemen's club. Gentlemen's club. Sorry, excuse me. Gentlemen's lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame's only a seven point favorite against Louisville for some reason. Malik Williams back. It's a lot of trouble for a guy that's not a great basketball player on a team that's having one of its worst seasons in a long time. A lot of drama for a guy that won't be back next year, regardless of how things unfold. And he's not that good. Did you hear Pegasus uh, discuss J.J. Trainer? No. It was a really good audio clip. Uh, Kent Taylor tweeted it out yesterday. It's about a minute and a half long. But it was Give like, me the, the gist of it. Uh, it sounded like the first time you got an honest answer about Trainer. It was like all of this stuff about off the court, it's just stop. He had a hamstring injury. It set him back. It allowed some other guys to move ahead of him. And as he came back, like, he, he just – basically, he was just like, the injury set him back, and then once it was time to return, that's when he just wasn't doing enough to beat out those guys. They've got a deep front court, and he's like, credit they to him. They don't he's have working a deep front court. That's a lie. Well – I know you're not saying that. He's, saying, like, I'm he's telling saying him that that's Roosevelt a lie. They do not have a, he, Malik and uh, the, the guy from Kansas, Sidney Curry. He's like, those guys passed him up. And he said, he basically alluded to the fact that once he came back and was healthy enough, there was a time he could have caught up with him and he just didn't. 
for and it could have been a mental thing, it could have been a physical thing. But it was it was I thought it was a good at least it sounded like we were you you were hearing a reasonable explanation as to why Trainer hasn't had the success he had last year. Yeah. Or even just played. Not buying it. Team stinks offensively. They are look horrible at times. He is by all by all accounts a decent scorer. So appreciate the detailed response. We're gonna chalk it up to a lie. Oh. Not the full truth. If you listen to it though, it at least sounds less weaselly than Mac. If they get pain, I think Trainer and Payne are, are close or they've got some connection, so maybe he'll hang around, but uh there he will transfer yeah, otherwise. He, him and his high school coach play together. And okay. you've got Boo uh Brewer. Oh our, oh gotcha. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a connection. Because that's why they were Kentucky was Payne was that UK, and they were like, "Hey, you gonna recruit this guy at Bardstown?" And they they kicked the tires, but it didn't ultimately didn't go all in on him. Yes, that's the way that it unfolded. Uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty on the Thornton sex line. Don't know exactly where we're at. How long do you think Mitch Barnhart would ground his son if he caught him drinking at a high school party? My prediction would be the entire school year. That's a good hypothetical. I don't think he has a son. Not sure his family dynamics, but it'd be a two-week full grounding. No TV, no tablets, no screens. Two weeks. You don't do that. Can't watch that, that TV in the pool room. Not even the Super Bowl. Wow, not even the Super Bowl. Whoa. That'd be pretty strict. Texter says, oh gosh. Murderville sounds like something Mitch Barnhart would watch. A lot of Mitch Barnhart texts into the Thornton's text line. Man, the Kamal episode, Kamal Nanjiani, so funny. I'm just Not overly relatable, but those who get it, I'm sure Very funny. would agree with I'm that. I'm not going to allude to anything to it. Because what's nice about an improv show is you just don't know what's coming. There's a lot of shock value. Okay. Very funny. The, the, that one's the best one by far. And you said it's on Corn Cob TV? Corn Cob TV. <laughs> right after Coffin Flop. <laughs> We just happened to be filming the car. <laughs> uh, BZ texts in and says, Oscar runs the floor like a man who just saw some salsa eat his chips and salsa at the end of the court. Man, he was. And I thought there was a couple times they didn't find him quick enough. Oh, there there were at least two that I can think of uh, where he was there. And it's just it may Give have been a somewhat a risky pass. But, yeah, you got to make that throw. He is, he is a lot quicker than the opposing team's big. And he can get up and down the floor. It's still interesting because I still don't think he has – I think we got spoiled a little bit in the beginning of the year with his shot. I think he was making uh, at a higher percentage than he's come back down to earth a little bit. Free throws, if anything, you know, he's he's been good before, he's been bad before. I think he's – 70% is probably slightly generous. Point is, I don't think he – and he doesn't have always the best touch on the block, but – just still finds a way, Roush, to put up insane numbers, make it look easy, and can do it running the floor and scoring, can score in the half court, and you know he doesn't need to rely on a scoring because he'll just clean up the glass if, if he's got to. And things weren't coming easy to him for that first half. That was one of the first times where he's had to kind of bounce back, foul trouble with an exception here or there before. But things aren't going his way. Physical game. Mm-hmm. 
South Carolina not being called for a lot, and he still found a way to stay composed and had a big game. Huge second half. Double-double in the second half alone. 12 and 12 in 20 minutes. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Another texture says, I guess the refs have been informed that Auburn is struggling right now, and it's instinctual for the refs to call more fouls on us when Auburn is struggling wherever they are. Oh, that's interesting. I take. like that. I like that take. I still sadly think it's probably going to be too hard for Kentucky even to just tie Auburn and get a split of the regular season SEC championship. Because I do think Auburn will lose again, but I think they'll probably just lose once. I don't. That means Kentucky would have to win out. It'd be tough to do. It'd be hard to do. Not impossible, but at Tennessee, you should, should, you should, you, we all saw Tennessee shot the ball really well at Rupp Arena, too. You should, you should still beat Tennessee. You just, uh, the teams looked entirely too different, different levels. And yes, Kentucky played really well, but Tennessee shot really well in that game. Kentucky should still win in Knoxville. The Arkansas game is one that I, if if you made me predict which one I think is most likely to end up in a UK loss, it'd be it'd be that Arkansas one in Fayetteville. Alex from Colga here. I would like to personally donate my ankles to the University of Kentucky men's basketball team. They are nice, sturdy ankles. I've never once twisted or turned them. All joking aside, please let please Lord let Toppin keep hopping. Hopefully, we'll be all right. Ankles have been a major issue for UK this season. Roush, people always do that. You see that in football. I'll offer up my ACL, and you see this with Alex from Colga. He's offering mm-hmm. up his ankles. I would like to offer up my stomach to Damian Collins. Allow me to eat those 5,000 calories for you. <laughs> I will take on your burden and your sacrifice. Do you see that? Can, can we? Can beer calories be included? That uh, cal- Any calories a calorie, according to me. The Then the... Space dust, man. Oh, yeah. Six of those a day, and boom. Yeah, when's Damian Collins turn 21? Easy, <laughs> e- 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 easy fix right then and there. Gosh, that's a lot of food. That's the what I will sacrifice. I'll sacrifice my stomach. I would think Alex that is sacrificing his ankles. You need a lot of, like, I, I feel like some of the highest calorie meals you could do would be, like, waffles with fruit and syrup on it, because you get a lot of that sugar in there, a lot of carbs. Man, that's got to be... It, I would much rather be on that end of it than the opposite end. Than I know, the Nazi Muhammad died. I know? know that there's people that struggle that with eating food and keeping weight on, and I I, I get it. It's not funny to them, but it, to be 18 and just be like, you got to eat everything, man. A high school or college maybe like accepted challenge accepted. Absolutely, I'll take it on. Give me all the food. You remember how much we ate in high school? Oh, it was. Uh, Even in college, I'll, I'll too, joke, it was a little bit more sad in college. Right, right. But like in high school, it was, you know, I used to joke that there was a little Caesars down the street from sales, and if I wanted a snack, I would eat half a pizza, and if I was hungry, I would eat a whole pizza. <laughs> like that, and that was that was just for after school. And then I'd go to practice, and then I'd eat more when I got home. Incredible. Those were the days. <sighs> Texter on the Thornton's text line says, my concern about this game tonight is no one's concerned. Yeah, no one was concerned for what it was worth, but I guess we saw why. Kentucky played a B game, B minus game, and they get a double digit win on the road again. 
Another texter on Thorns Texon says, shouldn't be surprised at how this game is being officiated. Completely different on both ends. Yeah, really. Especially the the touch fouls. They called two on Wheeler and Mintz in what seemed like consecutive possessions where it's like they're just out in the open court. And you're like, yeah. oh, so we're, we're calling those now. Silly. Texter says, we can't get a rebound or loose ball, and Wheeler's decision-making has been poor in the first half. I assume they'll call the second half completely different from the first half, though, so that should work in our favor. The uh, the loose ball stuff, they're, they're, they did have some bad luck with the ball just bouncing into South Carolina's hands in the first half. Yeah. It was, a lot of turnovers. Some some not so bad. Some were pretty inexcusable. Um, oh, well. It all worked out. A texter said, oh, this is from Kirby. Hey, we got Kirby. a couple more from Kirby, yeah. Wow, thought it was a terrible charge call in general, but then overruling because his feet, when they were clearly outside the arc, is hilarious. Oh, so bad. So bad. And he says, Cat's totally dominating until the refs instilled their will. I, I felt like that a couple times, too. It was just like, hey, Kentucky's going on a run, and now they're going to call foul here. They're going to call foul there. I had some... Terrible, terrible flashbacks to the UNC Elite Eight game in 17 just because refs can impact games in a variety of ways. It's always not as simple as the free throw count or the foul count even sometimes. But UK did have two important players on the bench with two fouls in the first half. And I think they went to the bench with like Kentucky having a seven, eight, nine-point lead somewhere in that ballpark. And it does, it does make you wonder, all right, if you can stay on the floor and have your better players play the majority of the first half, do you, instead of being only up five at halftime, if you're up 12, is that enough? Uh, that, that stuff always weighs on my mind. But they did put, I mean, Oscar was on the bench there in the first half. And then Wheeler, I think. Or was it Washington? Uh, Washington. Okay, yeah. Washington. He didn't pick up another foul, I don't believe. A texter, 502-414-1450. Oh, it's Kirby. One last one. The first half, they slow us down by hand-checking our guards on fast breaks, literally checking them with the forearms. Second half, every touch is a foul. SEC basketball games are and always will be the most miserable to watch in sports. Hopefully, we finish this out. And they did. Oh, man. This next texter made me laugh. Frank Martin's lip hair really makes me uncomfortable. I told you all that you were going to be a little taken aback. I saw a lot of people tweeting about it yesterday. Did you Non-KRC s- listeners, I how suppose. How funny was it when he just ripped into that player after that quick 7-0 run by Kentucky? Uh, I stuff mean, always just, makes me nervous because I'm just you're waiting for the player to be like, all right, no, you don't talk to me that way. Yeah. Which makes for an awkward situation. I, Didn't happen last night, though. No, no. And... You know, I secretly love it. It's like part of me, whenever you see uh, other parents uh, scolding their children or disciplining them, like I enjoy watching other people be disciplined from afar. You don't like it when you're in that situation, but it's it's kind of fun to watch yeah. from afar. <laughs> Is Wheeler bad? I think he might be bad. Ty-Ty has to be the point guard. Wheeler has lost it. That's the thing, though, is that like even when Wheeler is not playing well, he's still creating buckets for Kentucky. He's playing pretty solid defense, at least like pressuring them in the front court. Yeah, it. You're it's, in a tough spot, but you let, you let him play through this. It's an impressive move by Wheeler, saying like, you know what, I can 
Miss 19 straight shots, but you're going to need to play me because I'm I'm still valuable. I still bring positives to this team, and he does. Even when he was playing bad and you know the shots weren't falling, it, you, you knew he was going to make a play sooner than later, and he always would. I think this is the same texture. He says, Mintz has been better and deserves to star. Emotional text, LOL. My bad. Wheeler is fine. Is, uh, <laughs> Mintz looks great. I'll stop it. <laughs> hey, they acknowledged that they were some emotional texts. I, I wanted Mintz to get more minutes. Uh, again, I know foul trouble played an issue, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is a nice role with him coming off the bench. I think he's finally embraced it. It took a little while, but really since like January, I know he had another little slump, but uh, for the most part in, in this year in SEC play, he's been pretty darn tootin' good off the bench. So I still like him coming off the bench, but I do want him to get more minutes. Well, darn tootin' good, eh? I'm not trying to be negative, but it's truly mind-boggling how many teams score so easily off inbounds play on the baseline against All us. Right, it, that happens, is, it happens more than a, you think. That's a good point, though. Or it happens less than you think. But you that, just notice it. That one was like... It was so weird because it's almost like Mintz didn't know that his guy was getting the ball until it went through the net. Very awkward sequence there. Yeah. Okay, see it coming. Got him, though. Another texture on the Thornton text on says, well, after the post-game interview with Cal, I feel more confident Sharp will return next year. Sorry for talking about Sharp. I get annoyed with the topic, too, but Cal made me feel better about it. Dexter follows up and says, not sure how to feel about Calipari recruiting Shadon to stay for another year live on the postgame presser. That's That was more my takeaway, Dexter. So back-to-back texts about Cal's comments on Sharp. But he has never, he's always been like, first-rounder, go. Lottery pick, you're dumb not to go. And now he's like, he could come back and be a number one pick. And how do I know? I've coached four of them, which I like swaggy cow dropping, dropping that line, that in there. which yeah. is classic. But that that is unlike anything he's ever done. That's true. We probably didn't get leave us enough time to really discuss the sharp comments. But he is, as that texter says on the Thornton's text line, he is full-on recruiting sharp to come back. And it, honestly, those quotes last night made me feel a little awkward because – that's exactly what he was doing, and you almost make it me feel like, well, if you're so sure he's coming back, like, could like it's such a weird, it's such yeah, a weird spot. It really is a and weird that's spot. Why, that's what this whole thing has been is like that the both sides of each argument. There's a lot of just like, well, eh, or uh, eh. Ma- just kind of feels feel like a bunch the, of different ways. Feels like the fans' initial angle, which is generally wrong, was right about like. Yeah. UK's in the dark here. Is is Shaden just playing Kentucky play- <laughs> for the nil stuff? And the word playing, whatever, who cares if that's the word you want to use, I won't get all worked up about it. Uh, but if if credit to Shaden, if he ends up making nil money at UK, never playing, jumping to the NBA and being a top 10 pick, then that would be a, a pretty impressive hustle from him. But Cal's comments yesterday – one, yeah, do they make you feel better? I guess you like seeing him push for a potential number one pick to come back. On the flip side, though, a, a don't protest too much situation. If you think he's coming back, why are you a day after saying that lobbying to everybody like, hey, he may come back and here's the reasons why he should. It was interesting. An- another texture brought it up, too. I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Cal yesterday, Sharp's not going to play in it this year, preparing to lead us next season. Cal one day later in post-game press conference. If this kid comes back, he's a number one pick. Is already hedging his tweet after 24 hours. Yeah, and also part of this could be like Cal has lost 
this is a little conspiracy theorist. That part of this could be Cal. It's once Cal, Cal went to Sharp, knowing that maybe he's going to go to the draft after this year, and said, "Are you going to play for this year's team? You're going to play on this 2022 team? Are you going to help us in March here in a month?" And I think Sharp and his camp said, "We think it's best that we don't." And to Cal, maybe that was his sign of like, "All right, I'm never getting to coach this guy." So what I'll do now is I'll play the. Some of it would be this conspiracy theory would be him pinning this on the kid, but I'll play. I want to coach him so badly. He's so fun to coach. Uh, he's such a good kid. I hope I get him back for another year. And then ultimately, shucks, I did what I could, but the kid just had to go pro. I did what I wanted. I I tried to get him to come back. I wanted to coach him, but at the end of the day, the kid has to make his own decision. I could see this being the the seeds being planted for that narrative. That Cal, oh, I, I even did press conferences saying how much I'd love to coach him. But at the end of the day, we've heard that from him before. Grady should just scoot back and jump on free throws. <laughs> I, lo- I love the a visual. funny sight to see, yeah. yeah. Uh, another texture says, Indiana basketball tonight. Three head coaches, five suspended players. Care to comment? There we go. Mike's working now. Uh, that's pretty bad when you have more suspended players than when you have three head coaches. Do you remember how Trevor would have issues with that mic pretty much every time that he used yeah, it? Uh-huh. And Justin's had like two in almost a year. And it always works first time he goes in. It's so weird it's how all, that it's, works. It's just a little ding. And it's just got to wake it up. Trevor. <laughs> Maybe Grady should spin around and ride up to shoot his free throws. No reason for him to not be above 80% of the line. <laughs> yeah, he should do that. Just do like the little turn away fade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, John here. Good morning to all my peeps. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. This team is so, you know, just slap you there, John. I feel the same way. I've I'd like, I just absolutely love watching this team play basketball. After they win, while it is expected, I still just have this giddy feeling as I get ready for bed. They're like, all right, this, this team's going to probably going to end up breaking your heart because that's just how March Madness ends up working out. But it's going to be a hell of a ride to get there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seems like a good group to go down with. But I'm right there with you, John. This team is so balanced and experienced, we have a special ingredients to win a title, and it's going to happen. I hope you're right, buddy. Last night on my live after the game, I gave a little preview of a cat attack, but not a full cat attack because we didn't win by more than 13. But if we win the national title, I might just forget about the cat attack and go old school like Frank the Tank. Whoa. Boys, I will be going shrieking through the quad to the gymnasium. Who's with me? Everybody, well, got to go talk to you later. Bring your green hat. Oh, I didn't see the cat attack, John. I'll have to maybe they go were, back and They and were check only it out. up by 13 for a little while, too. They did at least. Oh, I'm fr- I wish I would have tweeted out to do the cat attack dance once they got up by 13. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind for Saturday. Yeah. Oh, they'll be up by 13 on the old Gators, I'm sure. I feel like a beatdown's coming down on Saturday. Kentucky's kind of been playing to the level of their competition to some degree. I think Saturday, getting back at home, Florida's beatable. Florida also going to shoot a ton of threes, so if they're having an off night, it's going to be a big win for the Cats. Mark TJ's words. Morning, fellas. Douglas Hills Dugan Dushin over here in Eagleton. Quick question. Do you think those fans call for Cal's head last year still want him fired? Oh, gosh. Mm. We all overreact. We all can be... Fans that have bad takes. We I have bad takes on this radio show daily. Those people. So, Whew. so idiotic. So idiotic. Because you knew Cal, a bad season wasn't going to stop the next season from being potentially incredibly fun. 
And next year could be just as fun. Uh, that's why you keep the dude around. He's always going to bring in good players to have you excited about the following year. Another texture on Thornton's text line. They're telling Indiana to suck it. I'm done with IU, for real. Bunch of fakes. Cost me a nine-team teaser last night. Northwestern, really? You should be ashamed of yourself, Scooter. I am definitely not ashamed of myself, yeah. but I am 100% ashamed of the team. For you sure. might be ashamed no, you of should you be ashamed of yourself. I have nothing to do with it. Mm. Just cheer. Not cheering hard enough. I'm ashamed. They're not being any great teams, just very good teams, in my opinion. Do the Cats have just as good a chance as anybody to win it all? Yes. Oh, that's good. Let's look at Indiana. At Michigan State, that's a loss. That's going to put them at 16-8. and eight. Wisconsin at home, lost 16-9. At Ohio State, lost 16-10. and 10. Maryland, that's a win, 17-10. and 10. At Minnesota, Toss up, I'll give it to you. 18 and 10. Rutgers at home, just because it's at home, I'll give it to you. 19 and 10. At Purdue, that's a loss. 19 and 11 heading into conference tournament play. Got to win one in conference play. Tournament uh, play. I think I have you at 500 in the Big Ten when it's all said and done at that point. Yeah, I think you'd have to win one in the con- if you If you were one and done in the conference tournament, I could see IU being one of the first teams left out. <sighs> that, that would be sickening. And let's not forget that these five suspended players, Mike Woodson came out last night and said it might not even be a one-gamer. So, Oh, whoa. Yeah, that would be massive. I say suspend more people. Send an even bigger message. Seven suspend. No, nine. Three for each head coach. Mm. <laughs> then we have nobody to play on the floor. On the old mm. tweeter, James says, what's the obsession with old refs making guys tuck their jerseys in at the free throw? Oh, man, so funny. Love it. Severe we, Wheeler's we, worst nightmare. Who were we yelling at at the Duke game to tuck his shirt on? Oh, you, that was funny. you, you, were, ye- <laughs> you, were, you were yelling, and I think it was, it, uh, it was Trevor. What's uh, the big guy? Not, uh, not Trevor. Uh, John or Theo, Theo John. John. Yeah, John yeah. Theo. Theo John. Really fun to be just fifteen away from somebody. Tuck your shirt in. No, th- <laughs> these boys were really getting into it, folks. It was a great. They they were a great company to go to a game with. They were having a good time. Uh, Texter 502-414-1450. No, I don't know where we're at. Uh, I don't know why we even watched the game. Walker told us it would be close until you uh, until a UK run put it away. Yeah, but he also told you Sevilla Rio was going to hit a shot. and He hit a shot from the free throw line. And we call those free throws, not field goals. Nope. Hey. I was right in the way that I, the game would open up for Wheeler. Uh, yes, I was totally wrong. I did not think that his shriek would stretch to 19 misses. At this point, how high can we go, Wheeler? Do we get to 25? Ooh. No, uh, he'll he'll get a run out layup. So when he gets a, the next shot he hits, we've got to do the streak tweet. The shit. That we used to do with the three-point streak. <laughs> oh, I love Wheeler. And the thing is, as we've said, he's still got to be on the court. But, yeah, he can't hit anything right now. What was Jimmy Dyke smoking last night when he said Oscar gets the rebound with his feet? Made absolutely zero sense to me, but hey, maybe you guys can enlighten me. I love me. when Jimmy says stuff like that because it does make sense in a way that like a strong base prevents him from being pushed around um, and just his overall position on the court. Like He's good at knowing where to be to get the loose ball off the rim. Like He's good at knowing the angles and stuff like that. That's part of it. Um, but I think the big thing that he's trying to say is that he has such a strong base that he rarely gets shoved. There was one in particular where he got a two-hand shove in the back and moved like three feet forward, 
And we even looked at the ref like, seriously? Like, and it was an easy offensive rebound, two points for South Carolina. But for the most part, he's got a strong base. He ain't getting shoved around down in there. I think that's what Jimmy was trying to say. Gotcha. Um, sometimes it's really hard to hear Jimmy because there's so much butt slapping that he's doing to officials that mm-hmm. you can't make out what he's trying to say about <laughs> on the game. His little comments of like, it's a hand check. You got to get your hands off of him. Oh, yep, there was a there there was an elbow there. It'll be like the most nitpicky thing that doesn't generally actually happen, but he loves carrying water for the referees. He is a big referee fan, Jimmy Dykes is. And that's our show, everybody. Um, I like Notre Dame to win big tonight. I don't know if there's any other good games. Anybody know anything? It's a Wednesday. Let's get wacky. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Uh, Houston SMU, Ohio State at Rutgers. That could be tricky. That's definitely not last night's slate, I'll tell you that much. Tennessee at Mississippi State for the late-night SEC folks. That's a, Tennessee and only a one-point favorite. That has some SEC standing implication. Always like it when Kentucky can just clinch that Friday spot, whether it's a one or a four seed, and most likely looking probably like it's going to be a two this year. Um, but I always like that, so I think if Tennessee lost, it'd make that a little easier, getting closer to clinching for that Friday. But it's going to happen for the Cats because it's a good team, it's a fun season, and we are glad to be able to talk about it. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler.